Welcome to Triple T, that is Top 10 Talks, where we bring you Top 10 everything. Sports, movies, TV, celebrities, food, and much more. Get ready for another list of our hosts, Adam and Chris, here on this week's episode of Top 10 Talks. All right, everybody, we are back at it again. Back at it. We've got uh, we've got Dad and Joey on the line here. Uh, Junior, I guess, is moving. Moving on up. Yeah, Um, and you know, probably a good thing. The uh, apartment building only caught on fire like what last month. Uh, Last month is you know had. Had to brandish weapons up fucking crackheads <laughs> break into cars. Uh, his tires have been slashed a couple times. I mean, what the f- this fucking Everett, dude? Well, it's not that it's Everett; it's that it's North Everett, right? And not not on the waterfront, North Everett. So, right? No, it's uh fucking what is that East Marine View? Yeah, East yeah. Marine View Drive, like. Dude, so I worked at the at the FedEx warehouse that's over there, um, off of East Marine View. Yeah, that part of Everett is so fucked up <clears throat> that they had to tear down the warehouse, um, excavate out. Um, what was it? There was something in the ground that was poisoning the ground there. I think it was. Um, arsenic there was arsenic yeah. in the ground so they had to te- they had to tear down the whole warehouse have geologists come out there and find out where the arsenic was dig it out and then rebuild the fucking warehouse that's crazy yep i mean that part of everett it fucking sucks <laughs> well there's a lot of the like waterfront property that's all that's the same kind of a boat like yeah the chemical runoffs and shit like, right Warehouses are really fucked up the waterfront in Everett. Mm. Yeah. <clears throat> Sorry, you guys get to hear Noah's coughing in the background. He's been pretty sick the last week. Yeah, that sucks, man. Fucking, uh, fucking everybody's getting sick right now, right? Well, it's just three years of not really having any contact with anybody and colds and regular flus and shit are just you know, they don't, there's no herd immunity for that stuff right now. So, right. So we gotta, gotta go through it all again. Everybody's gotta get sick again so that they can get herd immunity back up. Hell yeah, brother. Um, so with junior moving, uh, we're not going to be doing his top 10. We're not going to be doing uh top 10 album or was it top 10 greatest, greatest hits albums? Yeah. Um, so instead, this week we're doing top ten comeback victories in sports. In sports. So um, I'm going to be running down the list this week. I haven't ordered it. Um, I kind of have an idea of what the order might look like. Like I know what I think the low picks, the mid picks, and the high picks are. But I don't know what the order is. Um, I pick when a quarterback overthrows the receiver, goes right over his head and gets picked off. Sure. Sure. That happens a, a couple of times. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. 
Um, Did we lose Joey? I don't know. I'm here. I'm here. I was just, I was thinking about all the, honestly, dude, I had my little scroll moment, so I was like thinking about all the comebacks, and then I was thinking about the comebacks that better not be on your list. So I was like, dude, he better not put that Kansas City Chief Buffalo game last year. That was bullshit. And then I'm like, oh, it's not my list. Shut the fuck up. And then you're like, is Joey on? I'm like, oh, yeah. You, you're like, you're talking to people. <laughs> you, know, you know what, man? I don't think I have any. I don't have any recent games. Okay. Okay. I think the I think the earliest game that I have is from 2019. Mm. And everything right. is earlier than that. You obviously okay. are not going to be putting in the fucking um, Raiders versus uh, the Patriots, right? Was that the one where? Um, his arm was clearly moving forward, and it was a. His arm was clearly not moving forward. It was actually he started to pull the ball back down, and it was a fumble. Oh, yeah. the oh yeah, that's the Tuck game, right? The Tuck game. Yeah. Fucking <laughs> Woodson. We, we don't talk about the Tuck rule. Fucking bullshit. No. <laughs> <laughs> I saw I saw that thirty for thirty on the I tuck roll, and it was Woodson sitting with Brady, and he's like, "That was a fumble." And then he goes, "Oh, see, he goes." I mean, no, it was the call in the field or whatever. I'm like, Brady, you know it, you motherfucker. I know. I was <laughs> like, he had no control over it. Wow. Really, what they should do is a thirty for thirty for the referees that fucked that shit up. <laughs> yeah. Oh, dude. It was, it, that's a great fucking yeah. top 10. Top 10 bad calls. Oh. That's exactly one I was thinking about, too. Fuck. I was like, dude, that'd be a great one. Yes. That one is going to... Writing that shit down. On this year. Top 10 bad calls. Fucking A. Like, oh, there's some terrible fucking calls. Just in the NFL alone. I mean, I'm... <laughs> Yeah, no like, yeah, you don't even got to go outside of the NFL. <laughs> you don't even have to go down the last 10 years. Well, did you see, did you see the documentary on on uh, on the fucking ref that was um, admitted that the NBA wanted, was purposely telling him to fucking throw games and shit? What? No. Yeah, so the, he grew up with a bunch of fucking buddies and one of them ends up being fucking connected to the mob. Um, oh, Jesus. So he was giving his buddy, like, oh, yeah, I can tell you just, like, I mean, because they're fucking refs, and all they do is watch the fucking games, right? So they have a shit ton of inside knowledge. Like, oh, yeah, somebody's fucking playing hurt right now. Like, he won't be able like, so he's passing along all this fucking inside knowledge to his buddy, who was then friends with another friend of theirs that they went to school with who was a fucking mobster. So the mob was making like billions of dollars on these fucking NBA games. And this guy ends up getting, you know, found out of course, <clears throat> because the FBI just links him through phone calls to the one buddy. And they're like, huh, something going on here. And then, like, they weren't even looking at the NBA or this guy. They haven't been looking at actual mobsters. Right. Connected 
through phone calls. Yeah. And the guy like, I was just calling my friend. Like I routinely called him all the time. And but the guy was like, got drummed out of the NBA and fucking his NBA career was fucking shot for being a referee and shit. <clears throat> but he was in his thing where he's like, you need to go after the fucking NBA. He's like, here's how the NBA would have us throw games. Here's, like we were given specific instructions to really focus on this team and this kind of uh, foul for this team and to overlook the same kinds of fouls from other players such as Jordan. Mm, yeah. Oh. So he was in the NBA from 94 to 07. Yeah. And that's, uh, long time. that's all legit, dude. That's a long time. Yeah. I guess uh, he got a softer sentence. Um, for blowing for blowing the whistle on the NBA, and I guess he had a gambling addiction, which is why he um got involved with the mob. Well, yeah, because so it was one of those things. Like the referees were bored there. You know, so, <laughs> this job you know, is fucking boring, you know, dude. Shot or whatever, and, and shit like that, just like Jordan used to. He just tell me to sit here and watch a fucking game and. This is fucking boring. Well, like they wouldn't bet on the games. And initially it started out like he wasn't betting on games. He was betting on other stuff. Mm. Right. So that was literally like, oh yeah, like a fucking, I bet you I can make this chip shot. Like as they're playing golf and shit, because they weren't allowed to, um, hang out or, or be with anybody else other than the fucking rest and shit. The other rest that they were on tour with. Right. So that like that whole scene and what's that Billy Crystal movie where he's the fucking referee? Uh, forget Paris. Okay. That, that whole scene where cool. the three refs and him are all together like, oh, what do you want to do? What movie do you want to see today? Or what? Like every new CD, it was the same boring ass fucking routine over and over again. So that's mm. literally what this guy's life was like, and he's just. He just started betting, like, yeah, why not? And it started out small, so I'm like, oh, five bucks, ten bucks. What is with Billy Crystal and shooting <laughs> sports movies? Uh, he's a diehard. So he's a diehard base. He grew up watching. He was actually at the in '61. He was actually at uh, the game where Maris hit '61. Jesus. Him and his dad were actually at that game. <clears throat> so, and, I mean, he grew up in New York and, you know, around New York sports teams. So, yeah. It's kind of hard not to be completely into sports, especially baseball. Right. Any who's <clears throat> Nice Jewish boy like Billy Crystal. Right. Of course, what, he's going to love the baseball. <laughs> baseball. Like. <laughs> <laughs> Sandy Koufax. All right. Um, so I guess. All right. I'll just start it off here. Um, so let's see. Let's go basketball. Mm. All right. Let's go basketball first. So um, with some of these, I picked uh, postseason and regular season. Okay. 
Um, so the greatest point deficit comeback in NBA history happened in 1997, the Nuggets versus the Jazz. And uh, beat the Jazz? No, the Jazz beats the Nuggets. Okay. Malone's Jazz are down by 36 at the half. Oh, damn! And get uh, the greatest comeback victory in NBA history. And that, is some, that is some shit. Like, think about that for a second. 37 down at, down at the half. That means you've got 30 minutes to make up 37 points while keeping pace with them and scoring. Yeah. So it's like 60 to 30, essentially. And you're like, fuck it, let's, or 22 or whatever it is. And you're like, cool, we're going to win this game. Like, yeah, yeah, okay. Wow. Yeah, okay. Yeah, let's see. What, oh, goddamn Bleacher Report. That's right. Fuckers. Fucking hate Bleacher Report. Well, all of their links are fucking bad. So every single time it. Well, and then if you manage to go on that is open, it's nothing but fucking. You have to go through so much fucking spam and ads and shit. It's just fucking ridiculous. Yeah. <clears throat> um, do, do, do. God damn it. Trying to find the old link here of what the actual, I can't remember what the actual score was, but it was like, it was like 72 to, oh, what, what would that be? It was like 72 to 35 or 36 or something like that. I don't math very well, but it was something really fucking atrocious and they end up winning the game. Where the fuck am I getting audio from? Hell yeah, brother. Oh shit. Hell oh, no. yeah. Well, we'll just Fuck yeah, dude. This page. <laughs> Let's see. Good old fascinating for music. Dude, that was some that was a, that was a slapper right there. 70 to 34. That's what it was. And they come back 107 to 103. Malone and Hornacek get 60 points in the second half. A combined 60 Jeff points Hornacek, in the second half. For those that don't know, Jeff Hornacek was the point guard for the Jazz. Yeah. No, he was, he was a shooting guard. Uh, scratch that. <clears throat> he was a shooting guard. Uh, Stockton was the point guard. Um, at that that time, yeah, no, I don't think Stockton was, was playing for the Jazz, was he? Yeah, he was. I don't think he played that game. Um, that was um, what's his name? Um, I Eisner Iser. Yeah, that Jordan kicks the uh, hits the three shot over to eliminate them out of the playoffs or win the NBA championship box score. Here we go. Yeah, it was Howard Isley. Yeah, Howard Isley. But essentially, um, 
the second half defense is the only thing that wins the Jazz that game. Because I mean, if you look at if you look at the stats, you know, they don't really out rebound them. They don't even really have more steals or more blocks than them. They don't cause more turnovers. Like just in, in the second half, the Nuggets don't score any points. What's the box for the Nuggets on the game? Uh like what a what was the final score in that? Oh shit. That's a bad that's a bad link too. It was one oh seven to one oh three. That's crazy. Yeah. Uh okay. Thanks, uh, wizards. Bullshit. Don't care. <laughs> Here we go. <clears throat> when I was thinking comeback and basketball, honestly, the only one that ever came to my mind was Reggie Miller. When he scored like 11 points in like eight seconds or some shit like that. I was like, that was pretty impressive. Yeah. What was it? And it wasn't 11 points. What is it? It's uh, eight points in nine seconds. What was it? Eight points in nine seconds? Yep. Yeah, because he hits two threes and a two-pointer. And they, yeah. so, the, so the second time he fucking steals it, they like call timeout to move the ball up towards half court. And they're fucking running around, running around. They're like, don't let fucking Reggie get this goddamn ball. And fucking Reggie still fucking steals it. So the first one, he steals it on the inbound, jumps out, hits the three. Yeah. Looks over at fucking Spike Lee like, what you got, Spike? I got your boys right here. So then they get the ball under the basket, running around. They don't fucking see Reggie again. He yoink, picks it, easy layup, two points. They move it up to the half court, fucking run around. Reggie's like, nope, my hot, boom, here you go. It was fucking hilarious. And Spike Lee's just like, what the fuck? Well, okay, okay, now that we're, now that we're talking about that, um, that is my honorable mention. Oh shit! I'm sorry. <laughs> well, I mean, we, might as well, right? Um, I watched that game. That game was fucking amazing. No, and, and but I honestly don't remember. Did they? Did they win? Yes, they did. Yeah, they ended up winning. Oh, okay. But it, it's it like defeated the purpose, so it doesn't. It's it's one of those things where it's like there are. I don't know if that's necessarily a comeback victory because oh, well they were down in the, in the down seven points, like they were not going to win this game. No, no, no. That's, that's what I'm saying is like, it's only seven points. Yeah, but it's seven points and it's only one guy that's really running the show. So it's not I, right. like there, there are bigger point deficits. There right. are games where there's, where there's more on that. the line. Right, so there there are games there are like championship games where there's comeback victories. I agree. So and it's again, it's like Reggie Miller was the Pacers at that time. No, come on. Look up the He's the only Pacer I remember. <laughs> He's the only Pacer I remember too, man. What's Hold the, on a second. The big tall guy, the Duncan Dutchman. I remember his fucking name. And, and 
that's exactly our point. And I'm not even talking about like the pacer like of that era. Like he's the only pacer I remember ever. <laughs> like the pacer's like, oh yeah, does Reggie still play? They're like, no, bro. <laughs> Twenty years ago, <laughs> he's the only pacer I remember. Oh, that's funny. Let's see. Um. Whoa. I mean, I guess Antonio Davis. Who? Wait, the guy that? Who are you talking about? Um. Greg Kitty, is that him? Or Rick Smiths? Is that who you're talking about? Wait, wasn't that one of the detectives on the fucking TV show? <laughs> dude, I don't, I don't know who you're talking about, Dad. Literally, Reggie Miller's the only dude. <laughs> Wait, do we just, do we just lose my dad? <laughs> He's like, no, it was a Dunkin' Dutchman. Click. <laughs> yeah, gone. I, I think so. Posted. Yeah, I think we lost him. Um. Well, I mean, he might he might just be no, because the the call is still here, so I don't know. Maybe he just stepped away. Um, yeah, but yeah, like I said, that's that's my honorable mention. I I just feel like there's other. So, uh, anyways, let's like like this game here. Um, Clippers versus the Golden State Warriors, 2019. Game two, the Clippers are down by 31. They're an eighth seed in the playoffs. They basically have no all-star players, right? So like, like at this point in the NBA, basically, if you don't have like a dream team, basically you, you just get fucked up, right? So Lou Williams basically just fucking handles the second half. He has 29 points and 11 assists in the second half and just, it just completely dominates this game. Now, the only thing that, I mean, Golden State basically goes on to win the series and they end up winning the NBA title. So I don't think this is really like a high pick because the Clippers don't really okay. make anything out of this. But technically this is the largest deficit this is the biggest comeback victory in playoff history. Oh, okay. But it's kind of like, you know, for what? <laughs> you know, they came back for what? Right. For nothing, really. Oh, shit. There he is. Hola. Hola. Can you hear me now? Yeah. <laughs> I could hear you guys the whole time. I'm like, what the fuck? Oh, anyway, okay. The uh, center I was thinking of was Rick Smith. Okay, it was Smiths. But you also have Mark Jackson, who was the guy I was thinking of. Mark Jackson, um, Dale Davis, Rick Smiths, Antonio Davis, but Mark Jackson and fucking Rick Smiths <clears throat> with Reggie Miller were like the dominant fucking Pacers. That's who dominated everybody in the East back then. <laughs> Sicky. Anyways. 
Yeah, I don't, I don't remember any of those people. So it uh, doesn't count. Mark, Mark Davis, <laughs> like Rick Smith was just, he was that big, tall, fucking Bill Winnington looking white guy motherfucker. Yeah. Corn. Looked like if you took Bill Win or uh, Bill Walton and fed him, uh, and he was raised in fucking, you know, Nebraska. That's that's who Rick Smith was. Mm. <clears throat> and then Mark Davis was uh, Indiana's version of Joe Dumars. Oh, okay, sure. Guy had great fucking handles. Could fucking dish the rock out like nobody. Right. So, right. Somebody that could feed Reggie feed basically. Reggie. Um, all right. Well, let's go to do football. Um, so regular season, technically the greatest comeback victory is of course, one of Joe Montana's games. Um, so the 49ers are down at the half to uh manning's new orleans 35 to 7. and they mm. they end oh, up eight manning that first the first year peyton manning was in new orleans no you're talking eli Man, or uh, um, archie archie manning yeah i was like yeah senior um yeah, so they're down 35 to 7 at the half and they hold Archie Manning's New Orleans to 0 points in the second half. And Montana basically starts it off by running in a touchdown and then the next series he throws a 70 71-yard touchdown and basically they just go on to shut out New Orleans and uh they scored 29 points in the second half. Damn. Yeah. And then um, the Bills and the Oilers in 1993. I was going to say, I remember, I remember the year, but I, I remember this game. It was called like the comeback. I think it's still called like the comeback yes. game or whatever it is. Yes. Sorry, go ahead. And... Um, of course, this is this is another one of those games where you're like, they came back and for what? Because this is yeah. the third year that the Bills the Bills lose a Super Bowl. Um, yep. But Andre Reed fucking goes off in this game. He scores three touchdowns, and this is again this is Warren Moon's Oilers. So yeah, this is <laughs> this is a Houston Oilers that is whooping ass. Whooping everybody's didn't, uh, ass. Didn't they not have Jim Kelly too, or Thurman Thomas? I think if I remember right, they didn't have either one of those guys. Yeah, the they, were, they were both injured. <laughs> Putting it on them. Like, and, sorry, go ahead. And I mean, the reason the reason I like this pick is it's kind of personal because Frank Reich was the backup quarterback, and of course Frank Reich oh, yeah. is the head coach of the um the Colts now um which is kind of kind of interesting because if you look at if you look at the Hall of Fame's website the Colts are involved in some way or another three of the greatest comeback games in 
football history, like statistically speaking? I can think of two of them. So yeah, yeah. There's the there's the I think it's Manning's first Super Bowl win. They were down by like yep. twenty three points or something like that. Then there's um one of the playoff victories that luck played in they were down by like 29 or 28 and then there's this game the bills and the oilers but um pretty much pretty much they they're 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 absolutely not supposed to win this game andre reed scores three touchdowns and they win in overtime by a field goal 41 to 38 and then, yep. and then, of course, you know they go on to lose this Super Bowl and another Super Bowl to the Cowboys, um, and become the losingest team in NFL playoff history. They even have the acronym. Boy, I love losing Super Bowls. <laughs> you never heard that? Oh, yeah, man, man, that's fucking great. That's hilarious. Man. What do the Bills stand for? Boy, I love losing Super Bowls. Hang Sorry, on. anybody that likes the Bills, but it's the fucking truth. Dude, the Bills four are straight, four straight losses. Now, man. But Holy they're crazy shit. now, yeah. Such a good team now. Um, Did you hear that those bastards are trying to do cheat codes? They're trying to turn on a salary cap like Madden? God damn it. What is with this guy? Uh-oh. Not again. Again, like I, I asked you... I don't know. Something's going on. I think there's something bad with this fucking cable. Oh. Well, okay. So, what were you going to ask me, Dad? Uh, which Super Bowl was this? This is the third Super Bowl that they lose. Okay. So, this is after they they let go the kicker that cost them the first two. Yes. And this kicker uh, was way more clutch than the other one because he ends up winning him this game and he. And of course, they get fucking dominated by the Cowboys in the Super Bowl. Right. They lose like was it like fifty-one to seventeen or something like that. They just get their fucking asses kicked. That's just and like everybody in Buffalo still loves that kicker. <clears throat> oh yeah. And it wasn't like that guy wasn't clutch because he was until it was the Super Bowl. Yeah, man, you can't. Norwood was amazing. Yeah, he was a great kicker. Statistically, he was a very good kicker. If you leave out Super Bowls. Yeah, because that was... uh, That was Christy. What's his name? Uh, I can't remember his first name. I don't have it here on the Hall of Fame's website. The kicker? I thought it was Gotten Norwood or whatever. Scott Norwood was the first one, the one that yeah. cost him the first two Super Bowls. Yeah. Oh, okay. And then they, Buffalo's like, okay, we got to move past you guy. They make it to a third fucking Super Bowl and still lose even with the new kicker that was even better than Norwood. And I'm not taking anything away from what they were doing, but that's never going to happen again simply because of free agency. Right. They did that when 
if you sign a five-year contract, you're either fucking retired or you waited out your five-year contract. There's not two years later that you can get traded. You know I mean? There was no free agency at that time. You know what, man? There's, so, there's something about that that I actually kind of miss. Yeah. You know? Like, if, if you sign on the dotted line, you fucking sign there, bitch. No, right. no like, this is the, this is like, this is one of those things that it's, it's all of these super teams now. You know, it's the same thing in the NBA that it is in the NFL now, where you can just like, be in you know you could you could luck or sign your way into you know having having a shitload of rings playing for a bunch of different teams having no fucking loyalty you know right it's fucked up Vaughn miller yeah I mean, oh what, but while i was telling you when you were talking about the bills earlier i just saw a report saying that the bills are going after christian mccaffrey I'm like jesus christ Turn the salary cap off on Madden. Why don't you? Holy oh, crap, okay. dude! So that's that's what you're talking about. Their uh, their salary cap for. <laughs> oh man, yeah. Man, dude. Going after Chris McCaffrey. I mean, they might be able to get him at a discount because his knees all fucked up, right? Yeah. Well, yeah, his injury last year. I think he's had actually had two of them. But yeah. Anyway. Yeah. So you want that, you it, want the free agency. You want to What's know something real bad? The Bills actually went to four straight Super Bowls and lost. Right. Uh-huh. Right. 93 was their... 93. Their uh, third Super Bowl, I think? 90, 91, 92, and 93, and they lost all of them. Oh, okay. So 93 was their last. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, two was two, two, the Giants... Uh, first one was to the Giants. Second one was the Redskins. The last two were to the Cowboys. Cowboys. Yeah. And the Cowboys. First one was fifty-two to seventeen. Second 52. one was thirteen to thirty. Yeah, fifty-two to seventeen. Man, that's a that's fucking, a fucking r- that's a rough loss, dude. But I mean, that's that's what you, that's what you get, you know, not having not having your QB, not having your running back. What do you expect? Yeah. You know, right, no right. offense. Come on. Andre Reed. All right, so who else you got? Um, 90, they went 13 and 3. 91, they go 13 and 3. 92, they go 11 and 5. And in 93, they go 12 and 4. Jesus. They lose all the important games. Fuck. Like, that's, and they literally, like, that's fucking nuts. Yeah. Yeah, that's, well, okay, so speaking of uh, teams that play really great during the regular season, uh, we'll get into baseball here. Cleveland versus the Mariners in 01, right? The 160th oh. game season. Yeah, Randy Johnson. Yeah. Yeah, where they can't win Jay an important Jr. game. Ken Griffey Jr., A-Road, so, before he was a fucking sellout douchebag. Eh, he was always a sellout. Come on now. Now, that's when he was young and was like, oh, yeah. And Joey Cora. That's your mom loved Joey Cora. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but, I mean, they're up in this game 14-2. to two. Cleveland has gone through all four of their starters. Um, but in the seventh inning, they just fucking light a fire under their own butts. They score three runs in the seventh, four in the eighth, five in the ninth. They go to extra innings and they score the winning run in the 11th off a broken bat RBI 
15 to 14 and basically uh i don't know start the mariners bad luck <laughs> and the mariners don't do anything with their 2001 playoff run 21 years yeah man which i they're looking pretty decent right now you know i haven't like i happened to be out getting dinner when they made when they beat who's it to make it into uh um when when they baltimore was it was it baltimore that they were no wait i can't remember who they played um uh, blue jays the jays that's who yeah so it was baltimore baltimore had to lose or they had to win that was what it was no 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 i watched the blue jays the wild card to advance them into the series so i watched that wild card game yeah I hate baseball, but that was pretty exciting. <laughs> baseball is one of those sports where like it fucking sucks to watch and it on TV. It's like watching bowling <laughs> or golf. I guess, I guess golf makes sense. You know, it's a long, slow game anyways. So it makes sense to be kind of boring. Right. Actually, you know, you know, what's I know it's like, you know, it's kind of weird. It's America has two anti-cricket games. Golf and golf baseball. and baseball. They're like, fuck cricket. We're not playing one game for two weeks. This is bullshit. <laughs> right. We'll play one game all day. And that'll be day. that. We don't swing no S and M paddle. We swing a baseball bat. <laughs> right. Right. Um, right. I've yeah, never been a fan of baseball, to be honest. I always love playing it. Except for Angels in the outfield. God damn it. <laughs> you knew he was going to play It's neither a children's movie nor an adult movie, you know? It's a tweens movie, perfect. and it's not very good. Yeah, I, I wish you would just pick one. Uh, let's see. Where's my other baseball? Oh, here we go. Um, 1929, Athletics versus the Cubs. This is a World Series game. This is game four of the World Series. The A's are down by eight runs. And uh, in the seventh inning, the bookies have the A's an odd of half a percent to win the game. Oh shit. And in the seventh inning, or I should say between the seventh inning and the end of the game, they bring up 15 batters who score 10 runs. Um, the best of them being mule Haas who hits an inside the park home run. And they win in the World Series. That's crazy. They win Game Four and they finish off the series with 1929 victory in Game Five. Damn. Who was that against? Was Athletics versus? It was the Philadelphia Athletics versus the Chicago Cubs. Cubbies versus the Cubbies. So the we're getting fucked even back in the 20s. Nice. Well, that was like the beginning of the end for the Cubs. Because after that, they go 108 years without winning a series, 
or 109 or something like that. Dang. Yeah. Uh, do. Oh, here we go. Um, hockey. So in 2013, the uh, Toronto Maple Leafs and the Boston Bruins in the Eastern yeah, the Boston Bruin in the Eastern quarterfinals have one of the most comeback games, or I should say, comeback series that has ever been. It was a comeback against a comeback. So the Bruins are winning the series initially and they end up winning game four, three, one. And then the next two games, Toronto starts to come back and they tie it up three, three. And those two games are really close. The Maple Leafs only win by one goal. And then in game seven, the Maple Leafs are up four to one. So they're whooping ass this whole game. And then Boston rallies, ties it up four, four goes into overtime and beats the Maple Leafs. So they come back against a comeback. Damn. But here's the thing. They end up losing the Stanley cup to the Chicago Blackhawks in the next series in the next series so so great comeback but they shit the bed when it counts (laughs) they spent spent their wad right they fucking it was such a brutal fucking um it was such a brutal series before that and then they didn't have anything left to have to go and face the Blackhawks in the early 2000s. Like Blackhawks were a fairly decent team back then. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm, I mean, the Blackhawks win it in six games, four to two. So, I mean, it really wasn't much of a series in uh, 2013. But then, uh, you know, uh, the Bruins kind of go on a tear in uh, like the mid 2010s, late 2010s. Um, I think they end up winning what, like two or three Stanley cup finals. I don't know. Something like that. Boston ended up being really good right around that time. But anyways, um, then we've got, uh, soccer. We've got, uh, what is considered one of the best comeback games? Um, Liverpool versus AC Milan in Oh five. Um, basically Liverpool, Liverpool has basically never won, has never come back from a deficit in their entire history. And they're down 0 to 3 in the European in the European Cup finals. They tie it up by scoring 3 goals in 9 minutes, which is fucking unheard of. I mean, it's it's a really really quick amount of points in soccer for those that don't watch soccer or don't care um they, Wait, that again so they score three goals in nine minutes oh shit in like i think it was like from 54 minutes to like to like 63 minutes so right around the middle of the game they end up tying it up and then it stays tied 
throughout the rest of uh, regular time. And they oh, go yeah. they go to extra time and they uh, win the game. They win the European Cup on penalty kicks three to two. Oh, damn. And basically knock out AC Milan, who at the time was like one of the best teams in Europe. And like I said, Liverpool has never had a comeback victory. They've never, they've never scored even one point. They've never been down by that many points or any points at all and won the game. So it's basically, it's basically unheard of for this team. Um, so yeah, all you soccer fans out there, uh, Liverpool whooping ass like they've never done. Wow. And, oh, shit. <clears throat> um, Let's go. Just, just so you know, coming back to uh, Rocky real quick. To Rocky? So, Rocky. So the Bruins win 2011. Oh, hockey. Okay. <laughs> and then don't win again. So the, okay. So the Bruins. So the Blackhawks went in 2010. The Bruins went in 2011. Kings, Blackhawks, Kings, Blackhawks, Gwyns, Gwyns, Caps, Blues, and then Lightning twice. Why am I thinking that Boston, did they win earlier than that? Did they win Stanley Cups? Uh, they won it a couple times before, I think. Okay. Maybe that's what I'm thinking of. True. Maybe not. Or maybe right. maybe they were like the Bills, you know? Right. They went really deep into the playoffs and then kind of ended up losing. Their previous victory was in 72 and then in 70. Oh, okay. So never mind. I must have been thinking, thinking something else. Yeah, they've been a shit team for a while. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Even the sun shines on a dog's ass now and again. Yeah, I guess so, huh? Um. So for MMA, I've got uh, Gray Maynard versus Frankie Edgar, which was a three-fight series. Basically, the first fight, Gray Maynard just dominates Frankie Edgar. Um, and then in the second fight, well, okay, so between their first fight and the second fight, Frankie Edgar ends up winning the lightweight title. And then... Frankie Edgar fights Gray Maynard for the title in their second fight, and it it goes to a draw. And so everybody's like, fuck that, they have to fight a third time. And then in their third fight, Gray Maynard is whooping Frankie Edgar's ass, kind of like he did in the first fight. And then in the fourth round, Frankie Edgar just... He, he gets this... He gets this really great uppercut that knocks Gray Maynard down and then basically just gets a TKO in, in like the late fourth round. But this is kind of like the beginnings of like trilogy fights. You know, you know how like those are coming up in MMA. There's always like, you know, one guy wins, another guy wins. They got to settle in a third fight. Like those are boxing forever, but yeah. Yeah, I, but it's getting like that in MMA now where like an interim champion and like the number two and the number one guy, like just end up going back and forth over right. a period of like 
you know, a few years. And this is kind of like one of the great three fight series, basically. Mm. But what class is what class are these guys? Uh, lightweight, I believe, lightweight. is one fifty five. Oh, yeah, they're lightweight. They're lightweight. You're in the MMA room, dude. I'm getting all giddy because I, I remember so many comeback fights. I'm like, oh, shit. Okay. Yeah, I mean, there were uh, MMA and boxing. Well, MMA in particular because of the short rounds and the, and the small amount of rounds. I mean, so much can happen. Like, anything can fucking happen. And it's really not even that. Honestly, it really isn't. So, like, with with football, right, that is a 100% team sport. You got, I mean, granted, you're not going to, Daniel Jones won't do Joe Montana stuff. Like, we're not going to fucking try to even sugarcoat it, right? right? So, like, that changes in minutes with boxing or MMA, MMA in particular with the four-ounce thumbless gloves. An entire fight can change literally a punch right you could be down in the scorecards there's a minute left in the third round and you laid one punch on the button and you won the title right and that's happened so many times yeah (laughs) you seen that fucking straight kick that seagal is teaching all these fucking mma fighters now steven seagal yeah so They go for the straight front kick, right? And in traditional karate, you lift the knee and you kick from the knee. Seagal's teaching them to kick from the hip up underneath the block and connect with the chin. And it's laying motherfuckers out. Yeah. um, What's his name? Just beat. um, Oh, it was another lightweight fight that was think last month oh my god it was um oh jesus why can i can see his face um tony ferguson he just lost a fight yeah. to a, a front kick who was that fuck but like when you go you're like oh it's just a front kick that got up underneath the block but if you go back and watch how the kick is done it's not done like a front kick because you're back in fighting stance and you don't bring the knee up so you're not telegraphing the kick at all it looks like you're just moving forward but as you're moving forward the knee stays basically straight and it comes right up underneath the block and connects with the chin it's fucking devastating when you see it you go god damn Michael Chandler. Michael Chandler. That's who I'm thinking of. UFC 240, 274. But this is this is like the way of the samurai and the Aikido uh, and Taekwondo techniques that fucking Seagal's been teaching these guys over in Dubai and shit, like how to fucking use these use the kick differently. Yeah. It was crazy. I was like, damn. That's fucking nuts. Anyways. Uh, not all two, wait, wait. Wait. What's up? I, I have to give you... I have to, I have to at least say these ones because if you haven't got to them, I'll text you um, because I remember these fights. Do you want to talk about great comeback fights where they were over? Was uh, Scott... 
Scott Smith? Paul, or no, it was Scott Smith, and I can't remember the other guy's name. His name was like Pat. It was like Sal. I can't remember if it was like Pat or Mike or whatever. Dude, Scott Smith takes a body shot, breaks his fucking head. <laughs> you want me to tell you? Know, this is this is the one where he he gets a liver shot, and then the dude runs at him to finish the fight, and he fucking knocks him out. And comes up with a goddamn adukin. <laughs> and fucking lays him out yeah dude he breaks a rib he breaks his floating rib and the dude takes one knee and comes down and as the guy's like the ref's looking at him like I think it was like Herb Dean was looking at him like the fight ain't called dude he starts charging him like he's gonna finish the fight Pete Sell he comes up and hits him with like the hardest right hook dude and just sweeps him I was like oh shit I want to play the audio on this Come on, play. Any minute now. Fighter, but tonight's about the business of moving up the ladder. The friendship is put aside for potentially 15 minutes here. Do lots of fucking good punch by Scott Smith. Good counter. Back and forth blows. Come on, come on, let's go, let's go. They just gave each other a high five. Like, is this the whole fight? Uh, no, it's only three minutes. This is a great sport, but it's extremely entertaining. Let's jump forward. Lots of grappling. I'll go. Not to worry about fucking copyright infringement just yet. Oh, catches him. Oh. Right there. He's like, oh back. shit. Always dangerous. Boom. Right on the fucking chin. And then jumps on him. Oh, fuck. Catches him. Oh, right on the floating rib, right up front. He grabs his fucking stomach. Yeah, but if if I'm not mistaken, he he takes that body shot. Knocks him out and then and then and he's backing up trying to get away. No, but doesn't he doesn't he doesn't even try and finish him after that? Like he takes that body shot. No, he just lays down. Knocks him out and then he like lays down the canvas. He's like, fuck, man. He jumps on top of. He does jump on top of him. Oh, okay. One more shot and then the ref pulls him off and then they both of them are just fucking laid out. Yeah. And the the um Pete. Pete Sells is like, no, like I, I understand. I can keep going. He's like, oh. <laughs> he's like, shut the fuck up, dude. Sit down. Knock the fuck out. You got Friday and then Saturday. And the other one was a uh, Czech Congo and Pat Barry. Czech Congo came out and he was like, yo, this it was a heavyweight fight, so you know they hit like trucks. And he comes out as like a 
K1 Grand Prix champion and shit. And everybody's like, what the fuck? This dude's unstoppable. And Pat Berry put the fucking leather to him and almost fucking finished him. And then Czech Congo did Czech Congo things. And <laughs> well, that was a hell of a comeback too, man. That one, that one gives me chills just even remembering it because you could hear it. And that's just back when Joe Rogan had hair. But like you can hear, like you can hear over Joe Rogan's mic the punches that were being thrown in that fight. You can hear him be like, "Oh," and as he takes up his boom, and you you hear these little mic spits, like little spurts, and it's them hitting each other. I was like, "Oh fuck, dude!" Let's play the audio on this fight. At least this one's on Jack Congo, Pat Berry. Fighting and winning for our nation. But Marines are never really finished. They serve in communities across our country. What the fuck? Highly recommend checking out those fights. Check. Oh, Big right hand! Pat Barry looking to finish! It's over! Wow! I thought it was over. That was a fucking melee of... He keeps getting up. Holy shit. Yeah, so Pat Pat Barry, he doesn't he knock him down like two or three times in that fight? Dude, yeah. Congo is, yeah. It's just happened? like he's just like scrambling what, around. Wait, what the fuck just happened? I told you. Dude, I've got him for days, dude. I've got him for days. I'm telling you. <laughs> I've got him for days. <laughs> he catches him behind the fucking ear initially. He's jumping on him. Fucking way, Leland. Yeah, but it's it's that left hand that Chuck Congo catch, catches him with. Oh, there it is. It's like a, it's like a short left. Like, hook uppercut thing right on the and if, chin. And if you look at Pat Barry, when he gets knocked out, like, he is... Out, done. Mummified. Like if you look at his eyes, like the lights are on and nobody's home. No. Like his no, eyes his are open, his eyes are open, but you can tell that there is nothing oh. going on. Oh, it's, it's and sadly he was promised. Like he was. He had promised too, dude. Like the next fighter was gonna fight for the title. It is such like a, he had promised, dude, and that fight never. He, I honestly, dude, I don't think he ever recovered. I don't think he was ever in the top ten contention again after that knockout. It's wild, Pat Mary. Yeah, but it, it, it's yeah, just like it's it. just a like perfect short right hand, just right on the jaw, just on the button, dude. Yeah, it comes right under the right under the block. It's not quite a full uppercut, but it's not a hook. It's kind of in between. Yeah, catches right on the chin just between the jaw, the hinge, and the front of the chin and just drops him. Doesn't look super devastating either, but it just like, crap. Just accurate. Accurate as fucking, just like, he just goes limp. Like, he's like, I'm done. <laughs> like, yeah. Um, that, that's how you used to be when you were a baby. You'd be running around, running around, playing, 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 and then I'd hear nothing, turn around, and you'd just be out. <laughs> Like, looks like somebody just unplugged your batteries and just dropped you. And you're just like, Mirr. <laughs> I would find you in the weirdest fucking spots in the house and in the weirdest positions. And it would, it was just like that. Like, like <laughs> well, I mean, that's how, that's how a lot of little kids are. You know, if they're mad, they're pissed off. If they're happy, 
they're ecstatic. If they're tired, they're out, right? Well, but most little kids, it's, it, you can hear them winding down. You can hear it in their tone. You can hear it in like what they're doing. They'll start getting really grumpy because they're really trying to put, not you. Like you would just be still going at 90% and then all of a sudden, bam, you're done. You were just out. And I could like go pick you up. You wouldn't move. You, I could, pick you up, could put you in your crib. You were done. But that's, yeah, that's fucking crazy. That, whew, yeah. what a fight. Then, yeah, MMA boxing comebacks are some of my favorites because they could change so fucking fast. Yeah, like you could see gradual changes when you see, like when you see a team do three home runs in an inning, and then the next one they're like they start the inning with a home run and a home run. You're like, man, they maybe they got that dog in them or whatever. But when they're like, this fight is so over, somebody better throw in the towel, and it's just one punch that can fucking turn the entire thing around. It's, I I love combats and combat sports in general. Fucking amazing. Well, and in that last one, especially check Congo, like there was a couple times you're like, okay, this like I could legitimately see the ref calling the fight. Like, okay, you're done. Yeah. But he, he lets him like check keeps fucking going, keeps fucking, you know, fighting. Keeps so what was your initial pick? Um, it was Gray Maynard, Frankie Edgar three. Gray Man, that dude, yeah, yeah. Just because it's it's not just one fight; it's it's three, three fights and it's a title fight. It's a, yep. it's two title fights, yeah. Um, and the last one I got here is. 1994, the heavyweight title fight, George Foreman versus Michael Moore. Okay. And this is where Foreman comes out of retirement. Out of retirement, he's like 60 fucking years old or yeah, whatever he is. 45 years old. And he's fighting Michael Moore, who at the time was undefeated. And Michael Moore is just lighting his ass up for 10 rounds. And... George Foreman just catches him with a perfect one-two, knocks him out, and gets back the title that Ali took from him 20 years earlier. And he keeps it for three fights after that, so he defends the title three more times and then retires. Okay. Can, can I go... It's about the same guy, but can I don't know if this would be considered a comeback or not. Um... What about the rope-a-dope? That's Ali. Would that be considered a come? I know that, but I mean, what that would be considered? Would that be considered a comeback? Because he was losing at points, and he was getting his ass beat. Yeah, but I mean, that's that was his strategy too. Yeah, his strategy was to I, let the guy get overconfident. Right, but if you put that into, I don't know, any other context. You wouldn't really say let's let the let's let this basketball team go up by forty five just so we can have a comeback or so we can come back to win. I mean, it's different because it's combat. I get it, but like technically, he was down and everything points, fucking all kinds of shit. Mm. I was just wondering if throwing it out there as a curveball, possibly. But okay, Foreman getting the title back. I like that too. I want to see the audio. Dude, those fights. 
Hold on. The Maynard fucking... Yeah. Hey, look at this. If you have utility... Hey, shut the fuck up. Stop telling me what to do. Hundred qualified homeowners. Dude, like, Foreman jabs and pokes that are actually making it through Moore's, like, defense don't look like they have anything on them. Looks like Foreman's, like, just barely throwing them out there, like, ugh, come on, come on. Ooh, that one had a little pep on it. One, two, one, two, and he's done. Two, one, two is back-to-back, and he's... But I mean, it's, it's not even like a, it doesn't look that impressive. It doesn't, but it's just, it's one of these things where, you know, it's just a super accurate combo. And he hits, he hits that combo twice on it. Yeah. And that's the same. Like you watch one, two, right on the, Right on the forehead, right above the, the left eye. One, two, right on the chin. And he goes down. Do we, do we know what round this was? Uh, the 10th, I believe. Oh, that's why. Both of them were fucking gassed. Well, McGregor I mean, said it best. Precision beats power and timing beats speed. But he, like... The overhead shot of his eyes, he's just like, uh, like, like, uh, <laughs> like he's counting the Tweety Birds right now. <laughs> <laughs> one, two. Right. One, two, boom, right on the chin. Foreman almost looks like Brad Pitt. In, in fucking snatch, like eh, I don't know, like he fucking went out. <laughs> Guess the guy couldn't take a punch, right? That's fucking crazy. All right, um, let's see. All right, so uh, oh, there it is. There we go. Okay, so. Number one. I think you got to like any, any comeback that is going to that, that is for a championship. Right. To go higher up on the list. Right. So I'm thinking it's gotta be the do, do, do. Let's see here. I'm surprised I didn't see the drive on there, man. The what? I mean, I'm no Elway fan, but the drive, 98 yards or whatever the fuck the Broncos went that one year. Right. Oh, yeah. What was it? Red Red Rider 88 was the last call that got the touchdown to win the game. Well, that's what I was. I was like, whoa, shit. Um, wait, did they, they, that was for the um that was for the Lombardi trophy, wasn't it? Uh no, I don't think it was. I think it was for like a conference championship or divisional, I think. Mm. Did they wait, did they win the 
Do they win the um they win the Lombardi that year? Uh, I believe they did. It was well it was eighty seven, so maybe not. No. It was the AFC yeah. championship game to go to the Super Bowl. Mm, yes, the Giants beat the Broncos in eighty seven. So, I guess. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, I don't know. It's it's one of because so. How many points were they down? Was it just one? Was it just one? Uh, I think one touchdown. I think it, yeah. I think they were well. I think they were down by five, six. But the way they kicked the ball up, was it six? The way they punted the ball, did they put them down at like the fucking three? Or the two yard line, or some shit like that. Dude, yeah. it was like 97, 98 yard drive, and they did it with like uh, thirty something seconds left. Fuck. <clears throat> Led his team to a ninety eight yard in fifteen plays to tie the game with thirty seven seconds left. Okay, to hit so, a thirty three yard field goal, pulling a twenty three twenty win. So l- let me ask you something: Which is more impressive, to need? to need to score once in a small amount of time or to need to score a huge deficit in a larger amount of time? I would say the large deficit in that amount of time, but if I were to honestly go with there, and I am no fan of this fucking guy by any means, but I think the 28-3 in the Super Bowl comeback for Brady was fucking impressive because that got him a ring. Granted, I think it was the Falcons' fault for not running the fucking ball. Yeah, but twenty-eight to three in at halftime in the Super Bowl, best of the best teams that got there well, was, why, I think, probably more impressive. That's why I say, like any game that went, like any comeback that is a championship comeback, yeah. is higher up on the list than any. Then we have to start adding things like. Again, is it more impressive to have a huge deficit with a large amount of time or a small deficit with a small amount of time? Right. And uh, like that's that's how I picked it was like if you're down by a lot of points, it's a better comeback. Right. Because okay. again, you have to like that, like your first one, the first basketball one, like they had to stifle the Nuggets and make up 37 fucking points. Right. So I mean, that's that's a lot to fucking do. It was it was the same thing with all of my picks. It was it was just points. Nothing else mattered. Gotcha. Just deficit overcoming but, impossible odds. But again, that but again, it's it, right. If you if you need to score, like in one drive, or if you need to, you know, you need you've tied it up, or you know, something like that, and it's a short amount of time. That's still pretty fucking impressive. Well, but so you yeah. also look at that. There's like 11 seconds left to play in the fucking game. And Reggie Miller scores. They're down by, they're down by seven. Reggie Miller, Reggie Miller scores eight in nine seconds. Yeah. Yeah, that was. And they tried to keep him actively keep him away from the fucking ball, right? By doing all the things you would normally do to keep a player from trying to fucking get the inbound from you, 
and he still got it and still fucking hit the points that needed to be hit. You, you know what I think, you know what I think the difference is? I think we're looking at a difference between comeback and clutch. Right. Reggie Miller. That's where I sure think clutch is. Right. So yeah. I, the, and I mean, technically if you're, if you're in a clutch situation, it is a comeback, right? Where it's like, not really a comeback because you haven't been getting your ass kicked. You just needed to hit that point at that point in time to put you over. Right. But it's, it's like one of those things where, you know, every square is a rectangle, but rectangles aren't squares. Right. Right. So like not, every so clutch situation like, is, is in and of is. itself a small comeback. Right. But it's not, I don't think that's the true intent behind this where a right. comeback is you've been getting your ass fucking whipped. Right. Everybody has you counted out. Yes. And you still won the game. Right. Or you still won the match. Which like actually, you, you know what, man? Somebody gave it to a 46-year-old foreman that looked like the Stay Puff Marshmallow Man. <laughs> he was pudgy as fuck. Which, you know what, man? Now that I think about it, that Czech-Congo fight might actually be a better pick than the yeah. one that I have. Because if, if that's the category, I mean... He doesn't just get knocked down one like he gets knocked down multiple times. Who was favored in that fight though, wasn't it Czech Congo? Yes. Yep. He ends up winning. Right. But so the other fight, well, I, I don't know, like the No, the no, 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 but that's but that's even more impressive, right? If you're favored to fight and you're losing, so everybody thinks that you're about to lose, and then you come like, you know what I mean? It's more impressive. I don't see that as a comeback though. I see that like you get the wake up call and do what everybody expected you to do anyways. In a comeback, you're not expected to win. Mm, yeah. You are the underdog and you've been living up to the underdog fucking name until that one moment and you fucking make the comeback and fucking win. Yeah, I don't know. It's like fucking Mariners game. The Mariners were favored in that fucking game. The Mariners were up and they gave away the goddamn game. Right. So it's kind of like the opposite, right? It's fulfilling the category by its opposite. Right. I know. I'm not saying that the, I'm saying that that game in and of themselves was a comeback for the other team. Right. The mayor with the talent the Mariners had with Randy Johnson's fucking arm with all the fucking infield Griffey hitting homers, you know, Joey Corrish fielding a rod fucking stepping up Buner being a fucking consistent hitter, like lots of steroids. I, fucking, I can't remember the catcher's name, but he was even hitting close to 300. He was batting like 265, which is amazing for a fucking catcher. Is it uh, Dan Wilson? I think it was Wilson, yeah. Um, but that's what I'm saying. Like, the Mariners were the odds-on favorite. Everybody had them fucking winning. They just won, what, 116 games or 106 games or whatever it was. Yeah. Like, everybody had the Mariners fucking walking through the fucking playoffs. So that's what I'm saying. Like, that, like that's a good example of a comeback. Because... That team was getting their shit kicked out of them up until, would you say, the eighth inning? 
Uh, seventh. Seventh inning. So they get the seventh inning stretch. Okay, guys, let's stretch us out. Like, let's get that. Uh, let's get that brown fat going between our shoulder blades. Let's. Yeah. Um. So, so then, that's, in my mind, that's what I see as like a comeback victory. Like when when the team that's supposed to win actually eventually wins. To me, I, I don't really see that as being a comeback. Right. I see that as like fulfill, fulfilling the prophecy, so to speak. Okay, so then let me ask you this. Since in the Bills versus the Oilers in that AFC championship, since they don't have their starting quarterback or running back, does that make it seem like that's, maybe they're supposed to lose? That's pretty fucking impressive. They weren't supposed to win. Thurman Thomas, pro bowler. Jim right. Kelly, pro bowler, out. Right. Not even Pro Bowler. Both of them are in the Hall of Fame. Right. Yeah. I'm just saying at that time, yeah. Right. But, that, I mean, that's the, the caliber of player okay. that we're talking about here. Like, these guys were eventually make the Hall of Fame. Right. So, okay, let's go like this. The Athletics versus the Cubs, that 1929 game where they score uh, 10 runs in three innings and they end up winning the World Series. I'm going to go ahead and put that at number one. Oof. Because... The wall is on. And I'm not saying... It's, I'm it's, not saying ooh, as bad. It's just I can't believe fucking 10 rocks. That's fucking nuts. Right, like, like that's fucking impressive. Okay, World Series... A's and Cubs. And then, um, I also think that George Foreman, right? Like, I mean, you, like, I watched that. And it, granted, it's the 10th round, but the only thing Foreman really had on him other than weight was he was like three to four inches taller. But, I mean, even the start of that round, Moore looks more impressive. And at the time, Moore was undefeated. And it's not just a comeback fight. It's also like a comeback for Foreman's career. Right. He gets back the title he lost. And he keeps it for like an additional two or three fights. I think it was three, but I might be wrong there. So I think either that or... Um, the uh, what was it? The Liverpool game, right? Because again, that's a they win the European Cup. They've never won a comeback game like that in their entire history. It's a lot of points, right? And they tied it up and win on penalty kicks. So it's you know Which points on points. It's hard enough to do. Like penalty kicks is such a fucking shit show, right? So, how about this? We go 1994, Foreman, and then 05, Liverpool. Okay. So, top three, we've got Liverpool at number three, Foreman at number two. Um, 
the A is at number one. Now we've got four, five, six. Um, the Bills and the Oilers, number four, I think. That seems like a decent pick. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good one. That was, what was that? That was 93? Yeah, 93. And then, let's see here. Um, maybe, ooh, the Clippers and the Warriors, 19. All right, they're down by 31. They're an eighth seed. They've got no all-stars. They're basically not supposed to win that game. Because they're the Clippers. Right. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's go number five. Clippers Warriors. What happened to the Jazz? Uh, that was a regular season game. Oh, okay. <clears throat> I mean, it's a lot of points. No shit. You know, most of the NBA yeah, history. Like, but that, like, that makes sense. The because it was a playoff game, like right. not a championship game, but like you're in the hunt for the championship at this point. And then I think the Bruins and the Maple Leafs at number that, six. That was a playoff game too, right? Wasn't the wasn't the Stanley Cup? Yeah, that was Game Seven of the Eastern Quarterfinals. Oh yeah. And the the Bruins did end up going to the Stanley Cup. Of course, they lost, though. So, Right, to the Blackhawks. Yeah. So, Toronto and the Bruins, 2013. Okay, and then looks like... You know what, man? Let's go check Congo. That Congo... Uh, hey! I like that fight, man. The Congo Pat Berry fight. Let's go to that number seven. I think the other fight's better. I don't know that Joey brought up. The uh well Scott Smith Pete Pete Right, but I'm thinking that wasn't that wasn't a five round fight. I again, you know, I'm not a huge fan of MMA, so I don't know who was favored in that fight, who was supposed to win, or any of that stuff. So, okay, hold on a second, Let, Joey. If you got the internet's over there, help me out with yeah, the yeah. research here. Was that Congo fight? Was that a five round fight? Um, it, it was only a three round. Cause. Pat Berry came into that fight at eight and seven. That's a check. Congo record. was twenty-seven and ten. Oh damn! Yes, I mean, Jack Congo was really favorite. Right, but here's here's what I'm saying. The, if it's is it impressive that Pat Berry, like it's it's kind of like the, um, you know, it's a comeback to a comeback. Right, like Pat Berry's supposed to lose that fight. He's winning. And it looks like he's about to, you know, win a fight that he's supposed to lose, and then Czech Congo comes back. Yeah. 
isn't that kind isn't that kind of impressive you know isn't that kind of fulfilling the category a little bit better it's debatable. i think it's you know, again, for me a comeback. i think it's like good well yeah i mean it just really comes down to what you believe a comeback is because i can i mean i get it i get like no no like we were supposed to win we're getting our asses kicked i'm getting my ass kicked and then I cut, and then I managed to come back. <laughs> in the most unmanliest way to do a manly thing. It's like a Disney story. Dude, like, you're this big hulking dude gets knocked down a peg and then realizes that he's greatness, like fucking, you know, like angels in the outfield. Like they realize that they're like. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> No, like I, 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 I actually went back in time, and uh, what we're actually seeing is just modern technology in a time that it's not meant to be. I get it. Mm. No, I get. Yeah, uh, I, I think so. I mean, he's favored, heavily favored, and he gets it take, taken to him, and then he's like, "Whoa, wait a minute!" And then fucking that one punch. Yeah. I think it's I think it's impressive because it's that one punch. Right. Right. If if it wasn't for that punch and it went to the decision, mind you, it was still in the first round. I mean, it was like two minutes into the first round. But I mean, dude, he had him on wobbly fucking legs. Like oh, bad. I knocked him down three times. Yeah. Yep, I'm going Congo. Alright. Um let's see, last three got let's go uh the jazz and the nuggets right that 36 point deficit let's go that at number eight that was 97 that's right and then the jazz fucking dominated the their division and so right right they were they were pretty damn good in the West at that time. Right. And, uh, let's see. I've got, um, let's see. Okay. Let me ask you this. So which one do you think is least impressive? The, Mariner, do you think it's less impressive that Cleveland beats the Mariners in 01 by coming back 13 runs? Or is it less impressive that Joe Montana comes back 29 points against New Orleans? Uh, the Mariners. Because Cleveland was not supposed to fucking win that game. So you're when saying you have Joe Montana on your team? Oh, okay. So, so you're, but, you're you're expecting Joe Montana to make a comeback victory? Yeah, I'm expecting Montana to be Montana. Right. But there's also the Saints of that year also put up the most sacks in NFL history. 
No, I get it. Oh, like okay. That, so they got defense really was defense. stupid. It, it's like having stupid. Michael Jordan on your basketball team. You're going to win. Okay. That's what I'm saying. Like that, it, the Mariners were were supposed to dominate. They were supposed to make the fucking um, World Series, and everybody had them winning the World Series. So for Cleveland to be like, nah, we don't think so. <laughs> like that's more impressive. All right, I can dig it. Joe Montana being Joe Montana and winning. Now, mind you, we're splitting hairs. No, but I, I like the way that hair is split. Versus New Orleans. And that was... Oh, I actually don't have the year of that. What, what year? You had it in the Vietnam, uh, would you say? Uh, well, I'd be when Archie Manning was still playing Joe Montana, so I'd be like early 80s, I think you said. Yeah, I... Hold on a second. I... Because I have so many fucking tabs open here. Um, his comebacks, it was 1980. That's what it was. 1980. I just found something about that, too. It may make it less impressive. What, the I don't know. 49ers or the Mariners? Uh, of the 49ers beating the Saints. Okay, what's up? Joe Montana had a 16 and 5 career record against the Saints. <laughs> so it kind of was Montana oh, doing so Montana shit. Yeah, I just had their fucking number. <laughs> yeah. No. So I don't know if that's for or against it, but it's like, damn, dude. <laughs> well, okay, here's, here's the thing for Hall of Fame history, as far as the. Uh, Pro Football Hall of Fame is concerned, as far as their stats are concerned, 28 points is the greatest regular season deficit. Yeah. So, you know, as far as I'm concerned, it's got to be up there because it is technically the greatest comeback. Yeah. Was it just beaten? I know you said that you've done only uh, um, nothing recent. I'm just asking. I actually don't know. The game's so much different now, though. Well, okay. The most recent would be would be um, the Pats and the Falcons, I think, because that's. 25 points or no, okay there wasn't another one or it, it's between okay no that's postseason hold on a second 25 points it looks like the browns in tennessee in 2014 and that was uh Brian Hoyer. Brian Hoyer. Damn. I mean, like a, like a fucking backup's backup. So you have the okay. Chiefs, the Chiefs Indy, the 28 point, and 14. Yeah. Broncos, New England, 24 point. 
24 point. Okay, so it's still the highest. I just wanted to make sure that it was the highest. Like, no. I agree saying that that should be, but if it was one that was 38 points or something that just happened or whatever, I'd be like, eh? Yeah, like, yeah okay. well, hold on a second. Yeah. No, I, I hear you. Uh, Houston Oilers, Buffalo, 32 points in 93. But that was, uh, that was postseason. What? Uh, That's the one that we're, that we're talking about. The, uh, yeah. the, um, reg, regs. I, that's what I put in there. Regs. Regs. Okay. And then Reggie Miller as our honorable mention. Okay. So top 10 comeback victories as far as I can, as far as I'm concerned. Uh, number one, we've got the world series game in 1929 A's and the Cubs. Number two, we've got Foreman's heavyweight victory in 94. Number three, we've got Liverpool in 05 winning the European Cup. At number four, we've got the Bills beating the Oilers in the 93 um, AFC playoffs. Got Clippers and the Warriors in 2019. Clippers coming back from, uh, what is that, 31 points in the playoffs. Uh, the Bruins beating the Maple Leafs in 2013 at number six. Czech Congo coming back against Barry at number seven. Uh, the Jazz beating the Nuggets in 97 at number eight. Number nine, we've got Cleveland beating the Mariners in 01. And the Caboose got Joe Montana beating New Orleans in 1980. And then we've got Reggie Miller's eight points and nine seconds as our honorable mention. Mm. Great list, man. Uh, that is an yeah. hour and a half, gentlemen. Uh, the question is, who's got next? Uh, I do. Okay. Do you yep. know what? Um, I think I want to go. I want to do something food wise. Food. Okay. Uh, did you have anything in mind? Because we got a, we got a few of them here. What's that? Yep. I said, we have a few of them over here, a couple of ones that I've jotted down that people have mentioned, but do you have one in mind? Uh, nothing concrete yet. Okay. So food-wise, we've got uh, holiday leftovers. Mm. Um, I guess you could do uh, guilty pleasures from a food perspective. Um, uh, fast food menu items, uh, restaurants that are only good at making one thing. Mm. Let's see what we have here. I was thinking maybe something to do with like comfort foods. Ooh. Um, yeah, we could do comfort foods. We've also got death row meals. Ooh. Can I throw one on there too? If okay. it, I like, I think we talked about it too. Death row meals. Yeah. Um, it, and I don't know where your wheelhouse is on this, Adam, but considering it's tis the season, candy, Halloween candy. Oh, Ooh. that's right. Yeah, I'm doing that one. Halloween candy. Yeah. Hell yeah. Halloween candy. Yeah, I dig I'll it. do that one. 
And you know what, man, we, if we record that either next weekend or the weekend after we could release Halloween candy on Halloween. Uh, let's do that then. Let's, let's aim for. So what do you got? Are we going to be free next weekend? I will. Yeah. Like I can make the time. I will 100% be on the road. I fucking better be. These guys should have put me on the road already. Um, but I will be on the road, but the weekend is normally when I shut down. So as long as we do it like around this time frame, next, you know, next week from now, that I should, that should be ready to rock and roll. Okay. Yeah. All right. So let's shoot for the 23rd. Uh, let's go 10 o'clock. All righty. All right. Dope. So dad's got Halloween candy for our next top 10 guys. Sweet. I swear to God, if you put candy corn on there, I'm blocking you. Oh, fuck off. I'm putting peeps on there. Oh, Jesus Christ. That doesn't even fit the category. Fuck off. Peeps or what about or those, dude, dude, those fucking wax teeth that people swear you can eat, but it's like, nah, you just, are, you just are poor. <laughs> fuck that. Caramelled apples, come on. <laughs> I'm in for razor blades. I'm going to amend this. I'm going to say top 10 Halloween treats, not just candy. Gay? Gay? I don't want it thrown out because it wasn't candy. Well, okay. As long, okay, so it's not, okay, I'm totally down with that as long as it's not, oh, I saw Gordon Ramsay's show in 20 fucking 2009 that he did beef wellington with a caramel drizzle or something like, no, it's gotta oh, be no, like, no. This is like a traditional one. Okay. Get Halloween treats with a fucking, you know, pillowcase. Okay. 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 Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Are we talking hollow? Are we talking trick or treat? Trick or treats. Okay. Halloween trick or treats. Gotcha. I'm throwing Good. toothbrush and dental floss on there. Does, does ecstasy count? Hmm. <laughs> I don't know what houses you're going to, but I might want to start going to those. Every Halloween, they always do that. Is your kids getting drugs? <laughs> like, no, dude. People that have drugs aren't putting them to other fucking stupid little kids dressed as pumpkins and skeletons. Dude, it's not fucking happening. They're keeping Are it for themselves. Stop being delusional. They better be sharing. Yeah, damn like, it. nobody's giving Nobody's giving out grams of Coke to Spider-Man, okay? <laughs> like, they're not answering their door. Get the fuck out of here. I'm right now. My calculations are correct. When this baby hits 88 miles per hour, you're going to see some serious Serious shit. Serious shit. All righty. Well, it's uh, All right, cool. Treat Halloween treats. At the door. While okay. trick-or-treating. All right, guys. Done. That's what we got. All right, guys. See ya. Love you. Later. Love you, too. Bye. Thank you for joining us on this week's episode of Triple T. Please like, share, subscribe, and leave us a five-star rating wherever you listen to Top 10 Talks. Make sure to tune in next time for another one of our lists from all of us here at Top 10. Thank you once more, and remember, stay beautiful.
give it a, uh, a 10. A 10. A fucking 10.